Radio Mano Papachango. like saying that it rolls off the tongue give it away give it away give it away give it away now um wim hof yeah so this is why i want to buy a van ladies and gentlemen and thank you to those of you who contribute to the podcast through patreon.com because your money is going toward a van and the reason i want to buy a van is that with the van i will have a chance to meet the people who i have on the podcast is a very selfish thing uh if i want to frame it as bringing a, a service to you the way i would frame it is saying when i'm with the people we have better conversations and since the whole point of this podcast is to bring you along to listen in on these conversations the better the conversation, uh, the better the podcast. And that way I get to give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away now. And that uh, is the way I will frame it as, hey, I'm doing this for you. But that's also, that's only partly true. Because as I've openly and freely admitted many times, I'm also doing this for me. In that um, I have a chance to meet people like Wim Hof. And so when I reached out to him, by the way, if you don't know who Wim Hof is, uh, there's a fantastic uh, Vice profile of him. It's about 20 minutes long, I think. Just Google Vice Iceman. It's a video. uh, Fantastic introduction to who he is and what he does and why. But as you'll learn listening to this podcast, he is a guy who holds uh, dozens, I don't even know how many, world records in endurance feats, many of which involve withstanding uh, cold, extreme cold, for amounts of time that medical science would very confidently say is impossible for the human body. But as is so often the case, medical science is completely wrong. And Wim has shown again and again and again that he's able to do things that um, should be, according to this mainstream narrative, impossible. And he does them with ease. And most interestingly, he has not only repeatedly demonstrated this with his own body, but he's taught other people how to do these things, how to withstand extreme cold for, um, you know, the amount of time when when most doctors would say you'd be dead of hypothermia or um, training the immune system to respond vigorously to pathogens that normally would uh, make you very sick. He's essentially, I guess if, if we had to encapsulate what he's working on, it's showing the conscious control of the autonomic nervous system. The autonomic nervous system is a phrase referring to the parts of the body that are generally thought to be outside the realm of conscious control, like heartbeat, blood pressure, 
um, some people would say uh, even brain waves, things like that. But areas like biofeedback, um, some hypnosis, various mind-body uh, integration techniques are all about bringing that realm of the body back into the realm of consciousness and therefore we're able to affect our health affect our moods affect our sleep patterns affect our general um, mind body condition through the mind so um, it's very important work it, it has implications in things like cancer treatments and things like uh, you know general overall happiness fitness uh, digestive disorders, so many of the things that people suffer from. And my God, my God, the amount of suffering in the world right now is off the charts. Despite all our progress, air quotes around progress, as always. Yeah, I think I read somewhere like half the people in the U.S. are on are on pain medication or something like that. It's just like I, I don't even pay attention to the numbers anymore. They're just every time I read something, it's like, what? What? How can this be possible? How can there be so much suffering in, you know, the greatest, richest country the world's ever seen? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, there is. And uh yeah, just look at the, the opioid epidemic, the, the amount of people who are dying from heroin overdoses, not because they're junkies, but because they got on pain medications, because their doctors put them on pain medications, because they've got chronic back pain, or they've got chronic knee pain, or they've got chronic some other kind of pain. And instead of treating the cause of the pain, which is often your fucking life, Right. And why is your life causing you pain? Well, because your life is taking place in this culture and that culture is a bad fit for your body and your mind. And therefore you generate suffering. That's what happens. Yeah. Wear the wrong size shoes. See how long that works for you. Well, we've got a culture that's the wrong fit. It's the wrong fit for our bodies, for our minds, for our spirits. And so it hurts. We develop blisters. We bleed. Yeah, I don't need to get more graphic about that. So the the work that Wim is doing is incredibly important. And as I said to him, and I, this is not blowing smoke up anyone's ass here, I, you know, I meet so many interesting people doing this podcast, and I'm so grateful for the the access to to them. Uh, and Wim is one of these people who I think, if there is a future for our species. Uh, people are going to look back and he's going to be remembered as a historical figure. He's going to be remembered as someone who did, who dedicated his life to opening up a path that leads to a future worth living in. And so I'm very grateful to have had a chance to spend some time with him. Getting back to the van, the whole point of the van is that I'm not doing these interviews by Skype because when I first reached out to him and his son, um, you know, we talked about doing the podcast and, you know, whims all over the place and I'm all over the place. So, yeah, it's easy to just do it by Skype. And I said, look, honestly, I'll fly anywhere to be to spend a day with him. So if we can find a, a you know, a, an afternoon or a morning where he's got an hour or two, I'll get there wherever he is. And so we set it up. He was in Holland. And so I flew up to Amsterdam and I have some other friends up there and and uh yeah, Wim had just flown in from Cleveland, I think, where he was at a UFC fight because he helps train a Dutch fighter who was uh, there, and he saw Joe Rogan, of course, and 
Um, Anyway, Wim had just flown back, and he was jet-lagged, and I had just flown back from New York. I was jet-lagged, but we spent the morning at his house, had this conversation that you're about to hear, and uh, we became friends. And I told him about Casilda and the work that she's doing and, you know, the sort of path that she's on. And he said, oh, my God, I'd love to meet her. She sounds great. And, um, you know, I'm going to be in Spain next week. Why don't you guys come up to to Huesca where we just bought this house? And uh, so, uh, yeah, I told Cassie she was thrilled. So we rented a car. We drove up. And that's why this podcast is late in being released. That's why I sort of have skipped a week here. Because uh, we were up hanging out with Wim and, and his uh, his posse at the house up there in Huesca. So, uh, yeah, we've become buddies. That's why I want the van. Because I want to meet these people. I want to know them. I want them to be friends. I, I want this to be my tribe, my community. And, of course, as you are part of my tribe and community, we all join in this together. And... As you'll hear, that's a very important part of what Wim's about, is forming community and uh, inviting people into his life and um, enriching everybody's experience by doing that. So thanks for being part of the tribe, and uh, I hope you really enjoy this conversation. Before I, I go on with my ranting, I thought I would play a little tune, a little tune, which is a very inspirational and beautiful song called Little Gardens. And it was sent to me by a guy who listens to the podcast, Eric Vidoff, um, who you can uh, check him out at uh, soundcloud.com, Eric Vitoff, V-I-T-O-F-F. And he also has a YouTube channel, um, youtube.com slash user slash EV sweep. I'll repeat those after the song. So listen to the song, enjoy the song, check out the words because it's it's pretty cool and uh, inspirational. And thank you, Eric, for sending this. Eric really wanted me to play this song on the Wim Hof episode because he's a big fan of of, uh, of Wim. So you got your wish, Eric. Little Gardens. Look how quietly we went. We never thought we let it end. Told ourselves that it would last till tomorrow Waved goodbye to all your friends Waited till it all made sense Put it off and now you're left with tomorrow Say no, let it pardon Keep peace in your little gardens Have faith, a little love is all it ever takes To get it started
Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Keep peace in your little gardens. Give away your pardons. It's all about forgiveness, positivity, right? At least that's how I hear the song. Beautiful song, Eric. Thank you so much for uh, sending that to me. Uh, that it just is so groovy. I just feel like, yeah, I want to. Yeah, I'm gonna like rent a convertible and drive through the desert just so I can listen to that tune while the wind's blowing through my hair, kind of. Hunter S. Thompson-like. Um, okay, again, soundcloud.com, Eric Vidoff, V-I-T-O-F-F, uh, or YouTube, slash user, slash EV Sweep, or you can just Google the fucking guy, Eric Vidoff, V-I-T-O-F-F. The name of the album is Circuitry. It's out and available everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, etc. in October, and this is late September. So I will put the link up on my um, the, the page, you know, where all this shit is, at chrisryanphd.com or tangentiallyspeaking.com. It takes you to the same place. All right. Thanks, Eric. Now, we, um, after recording this conversation... Women, I went over to this big barrel that he had dumped a bunch of ice into. If you follow me on social media, you see him. I posted some pictures of Wim carrying the the bags of ice over this um, barrel and uh, dumping them in there. And then we had this conversation and then we went to the barrel and I set up my recorder but I'd already taken off my glasses, so I pushed the buttons. I thought it was recording. It turns out it wasn't. So you don't have the audio uh, proof of <laughs> of me getting into the barrel of ice, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I did, and I sat in there for five minutes, or I didn't sit really. I sort of crouched. And... I don't know. Maybe I'm fantasizing, but I think Wim was kind of impressed that I didn't freak and jump out. Um, and once I got past the first 20 seconds or so, uh, I was all right. But the first 20 seconds or so, I felt kind of like this. Which is to say I felt kind of like Screaming Jay Hawkins at the end of the great tune, I Put a Spell on You. Check that one out if you don't know Screaming Jay Hawkins. That's a great tune. I was I first heard that song in an amazing film. If you want to check out a really 
blow your mind independent film check out Jim Jarmusch's uh, Stranger Than Paradise. It's all black and white. It's unlike anything you've ever seen, and it features Screamin' Jay Hawkins singing, I put a spell on you because you're mine. Kind of a voodoo love song, I guess. Anyway, the first 20 seconds, I yeah, my body was going, get the, get the fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out of here. But then once I got past that, then I was surprisingly relaxed. I was okay. And uh, and it wasn't numbness because I could feel my feet. I could feel my hands on my thighs. I could feel my legs. My body, I felt it. Everything was was working. Um, and yeah, and, and Wim was sort of talking me through it, you know, breathing. And then we, and then we got into a conversation. Actually, it was a very uh touching conversation we talked a lot about his wife and her death and how that had motivated him and and set him on the path that he's on and and how in some ways the work that he's been doing ever since um in some senses lends more meaning to her death and and honors her death in a way that no one could have anticipated of course um, so I regret the fact that the recorder wasn't working because that was uh, that was beautiful. And it, although I mean, honestly, at one point I wondered if he remembered that the recorder was there, and so I I was going to have to talk to him and make sure it was okay to to share that part of the conversation because I wasn't sure if he knew that it was public. So I don't know, maybe maybe it wouldn't have shown up here anyway. But uh, I did go into the ice, and then we went and sat in the sauna, really hot sauna. And he poured water on the hot coals, so we got a big blast of steam. And, you know, it was so hot that you sort of have to breathe very slowly so you don't burn the insides of your nose and your throat and all that. And then we went back out and got back in the ice again for another five minutes. And, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, and then we were up in Huesca, and, and Cassie and I, in, in honor of when we were off hiking in the mountains one day, and we were by this bubbly mountain stream, super cold water, and Cassie wanted to have the Wim Hof experience. And, uh, of course, to have the full experience, you have to do a training and learn the breathing techniques. And, you know, it, it's much more than just sitting in cold water. But she got in the cold water and had a and it's very cold, these running streams. And uh, she was in there at least five minutes and really uh, had a very powerful experience that, I don't know, sort of uh, seems that between the experience of meeting Wim and, and, uh, and the insights that she gained that day, it sort of helped clarify the path she's on as well. So Wim Hoff... Fuck. He's a very interesting dude. And, uh, you know, when uh, he's around, good things happen. So I'm very grateful to have him as a friend at this point. Without any further fucking ado, I'm going to play you out with a song appropriately called Ice. It's by Daniel Lenoir. I'm just going to play uh, the last bit, but I encourage you to check him out. L-A-N-O-I-S. He's a producer famous for having produced the Joshua Tree record, among others, by U2. Um, but he's also a musician uh, who does very 
otherworldly music. I think I played the maker maybe on the the Soma episode I did a while back. Uh, But he's one of my favorites. This song's called Ice. I'm just going to play the last minute or so, uh, but there will be a link up on the page if you want to get the whole thing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting this commercial-free podcast. Keep it commercial-free by sending in donations when and if you can. And if you can't, just be nice to someone. That's plenty. Thanks. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for this book, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, it's uh, you don't have to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> there, there are no like pictures. Picture. Uh, ah, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so I'm here with Wim Hof, sitting at a picnic table in Holland. There's a nice dog. Got some coffee. It's a sunny day, and the ice is in the barrel. I don't know what's going to happen with that ice in the barrel, but. Are you, you going to put me in there? Is that the idea? Uh, as well. <laughs> we'll yeah. go in there together? Yeah. It's going to be intimate. All right. Yes. I'll be in a barrel with Wim Hof. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks. It's, thanks you know, uh, for coming. I, I don't want to blow smoke up your ass, but I have to say, I, you know, when I talked to your son about doing this and it was like, oh, we could do it on Skype or something, I said, fuck that. No, please. Let me come to Holland. Wow. I, I want to meet this guy. There are, there are very few people who are going to be remembered by history. I think you're one of them. Wow. So I really wanted to, to Thank spend, you. spend some time in your presence. Wow. So, Most mean, welcome. Yeah. So it's great. It's great to be here. Uh, what, what were we just talking about? Uh, sleeping in a teepee. Yeah. yeah. You were talking about sleep. I, you know, we're talking about modernity. I've got this thing. 
um, about modernity and comfort. And I know you're, a lot of what you work with is, people would say it's about discomfort, yes, right? The extreme exactly. cold. I was staying with friends in Los Angeles recently, and they said uh, that they, in their guest house, they said, oh, see what you think of this bed we just bought. It's this beautiful bed, very expensive latex technology or something. And so I, I went to sleep that night, and I got up the next day, I took a shower, and I went to have breakfast, and, and they said, what did you think of the bed? Uh, I didn't think anything actually. I just fell asleep. So I guess I guess that was comfortable. Yes. But then I thought, comfort is not just the absence of dif- discomfort. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Com- comfort is a positive thing. Comfort is where is is pleasure. Yes. But I didn't really feel pleasure. I just felt the absence of of displeasure. Yes. Yes. And I was thinking that that's the mistake of the modern world, that we're always trying to filter out every yes. slightly negative sensation. Yeah. And so we don't learn from it. Yes. And exactly. it kind of feels like your whole life is like, no, no, I'm learning from this, and I can use this to teach people. This discomfort is full of meaning. Yes. Uh, 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 don't do this at home. But uh, what I did, <laughs> uh, I, I was a searcher, a searcher, a soul searcher, and uh, I didn't feel comfortable. Where's your? Oh, oh it's in. Oh, I see. You're a professional. Sorry. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know the drill. <laughs> and the microphone. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can't see it, but it's there. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, look around. They say uh, comfort and the comfort zone and the technology. And yeah. You can make the choices and you can control uh, nature. But you can't control nature by choice, by the mind. It's by your body and your mind together. And uh, the body has been neglected because yeah. if we can choose between cold and warm, we choose warm, but warm all the time. Yeah. Whilst the cold could be a trigger for deeper mechanisms, physiology, uh, to be stimulated. Yeah. That makes us feel strong. Uh, the, for example, the vascular system is uh, composed uh, of 100,000 uh, kilometers, uh, eight, about 70,000 uh, miles inside. There are all little muscles and uh, little reflexes. If you don't uh, trigger it, like um, any muscle, then it, 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 the, the condition uh, lowers and it becomes weak. Yeah. And the heart needs to pump. It atrophies. And that's, the, yeah. yes, it atrophies and, uh, and the heart needs to compensate. So stress comes in. Right. And not the right blood flow comes in. Uh, 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 thus the immune cells don't get fat uh, uh, as well as they could, right. as they naturally are built. So discomfort or cold is actually creating an optimi- uh, optimized right. optimization of comfort, strength yeah. Yeah. of the whole body. And uh, uh, not only that, also the, uh, 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 the breathing become shallow if we just make by our mind uh, our environment and homes and uh, and by choice every time uh, 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 we we begin to uh, not only ignore a, a big part of our physiology in the depth uh, we begin to therefore uh, breathe shallow yeah and what happens if your oxygen is shallow for a long time 
you become acidic. And where does it uh, uh, settle? It settles in the tissue. Yeah. And now they found out that all, probably all the autoimmune diseases, they are driven from being acidic in the tissue, which is the storage capacity. Uh, this is the first one to store up the whatever is failing, uh, which is being acidic. Yeah. And uh, uh, the oxygen goes to the core, and the rest is, but that's a function of the body, only for temporary. What we do is year after year after year after year, we get conditioned and we think we are normal beings. Right. And then we get sick. Yeah. Then we get depression. Then we get uh, autoimmune diseases, cancer, all, all those things. And we don't know how to treat them. Yeah. Just get back to the opti optimization of body and mind, yeah. which means use the elements of nature time by time uh, to trigger the deeper physiology. Yeah. Simple. It, it is simple, and yet, as you say, we're, we, there's an arrogance, right, to, to civilization, to exactly. modern medicine. Yeah. And yet, what we find over and over again, th there's a line I quote from uh, 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 T.S. Eliot, this uh, British-American poet. He says, we shall, not, we shall not cease our explorations, and the end of all our journeys will be to return where we began and know the place for the first time, right? And, and consciously, yes. Yeah, and you're talking about like cold, for example, in this teepee, we're talking about sleeping. We know now, just recently, research has shown that if the temperature goes down 10 or 15 degrees, you sleep better. Yeah. At night. Yeah. But but this is like recent research that's the way we've been sleeping for hundreds of thousands of years exactly. it's crazy it's like we have to go back to where we came from exactly and that's where everything makes sense the diet well we eat what our ancestors ate that's what we're designed to eat of course yes. Yes. The exercise patterns the sexuality the the way we were talking about alaska earlier the way we interact with other people depend and share that's natural not oh this is mine stay away you know that's we we've designed this world that's completely out of sync with the kind of animal we are exactly alienation yeah alienation of our physiology by choice, by culture, by arrogance, yeah. or creating a wrong uh, attitude, ma uh, uh, mental attitude, to where uh, we are uh, the, the masters of nature, and uh, we got the technology, and this is culture, and this is infrastructure, this is great, this is evolution, and humans are the most best predators of the world, and, <laughs> but then they, uh, they, they forget themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They, they beat everything, yeah. outside of them but inside they are deplorable and uh, and they don't know yeah they don't know so we gotta we gotta wake uh, everybody up and uh, the, the way I do it uh, is by science yeah. by scientific uh, uh, research because no nobody believes anymore yeah is a God is gone but God is still inside yeah I, I watched this Vice thing we I mentioned earlier, the, the profile that they did of you. Where oh, yeah. They came with you to Poland. And, yeah, the Iceman. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah, uh, yeah. So I watched it again the other night, the preparation to come here, and there was a very moving... There's a very moving moment. I had a... What is that? A, uh, a beetle or something. It's, yeah, so the beetle in the form of uh, shape of, uh, of a leaf. Yeah. Camouflage. Yeah. Um, but there's a very beautiful moment where I think the question was uh, how you felt 
when you were in the laboratory and you were and, and you said I think you said you cried that you felt oh, yeah. validated yes. like, like the journey recognition recognition yeah after 30 35 years of searching and stating that we are uh, able to do so much more than we think we are per definition more than we think yeah this connection is lost so uh, I always stated that and uh, in television shows and in challenges and, and, and records what I did and all and they always said uh, told me I was crazy mocked me cynicism and all that and then uh, I lost my wife in 95 which was a, a, a lot of grief broken heart and and society just runs on you know we gotta catch up all the time I had to take care of four kids alone uh, and bring them up and I must say I did a good job on that but in my heart I was broken yeah I was broken and and cynicism I, but I, I went into nature anyway because the only way I could uh, uh, solace uh, or uh, 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 get rid of my grief was going into say ice water or climbing without gear in, in, in steep rocks and uh, like free soloing, uh, just nature. Nature had the answer to make me silent, to make me in tune uh, again with, with myself. But see, for example, zebras. Zebras, they get attacked by uh, lions, and 10 minutes later, they graze chill. A, a, a chill. Yeah. Our minds, with grief, it can eat us. Yeah. So, uh, and we have. Uh, uh, we didn't came up in our schools how to take care of ourselves so uh, you are left alone yeah and I had no money and I said but I had a lot of happiness uh, with my kids just being a nest they were uh, young a right? little tribe when, when your wife died they were yeah young. seven years the youngest 12 the oldest oh, four kids and then uh, uh, and that's a but uh, nature gave me the answer what were you doing were you working then or? I, I worked as a gardener a gardener and as a postman were you already doing the the ice stuff or that yeah, happened in yeah, response I, I, to I, I, I did you, I did uh, but I intensified it of course yeah because you go as as deep as your grief is yeah so you got to go deep into the brain deep into the body were you feeling like you talked about free free climbing was there I, I can't imagine the kind of grief you were you were feeling then and and having the children just must have intensified everything so yes, much yeah but were you I and mean, was there a quality of like i don't give a fuck if i live or die if i fall i fall was oh, there a recklessness to it no absolutely not uh having four children yeah gives you all the sense to go on so you're doing something very dangerous but you're not yeah everybody told danger. me I, I, no 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 yeah. so uh, uh, the danger is being uh, uh being attacked all the time by your own grief right you get depressed how are you able to function then with uh, four kids right you are not so many people you know suffer from uh, these conditions and they are not able to bring up their children yeah right you know in happiness strength and health yeah. i mean yeah that's uh, that, that should be the way so the answer was in the nature and uh, many people told me hey man it's irresponsible you want to uh, have them uh, lose their the 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 father as well and i said no 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 deep inside i knew the answer is over there and i felt it and i always was so peaceful doing it mm. very calculated 
uh, intuition, instinct, everything on, and uh, yeah, no, it really uh, uh, solved a whole lot yeah. in me. Yes. And being Dutch, I, I have a lot of respect for Dutch culture. I, I have lots of friends here. I spent a lot of time in Holland. Um, and I remember walking one day in, in Amsterdam and I was with my Dutch friend. His name's Martin van Dijvendijk, like the most Dutch name I think yes, there is. Yes, Martin van Dijvendijk. Yeah, and, yeah. and his father is an internationally famous dyke expert. So oh, like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> there you got him. Pretty Dutch. Anyway, so we're and this woman, is that a dyke? <laughs> <laughs> but he loves dykes. <laughs> <laughs> he loves dykes. He, he, yeah. He, um, but uh, so we're walking in Amsterdam and you know, all these big windows and they're always, the curtains are always open. So you can see people in their living rooms, living in their table. And I said to my friend, Martin, like, I love how, how Dutch people, like, they just open their windows. It's so like relaxed and free. He said, oh no, man, it's not relaxed. It's that if you close your curtains, your neighbors will talk about you. Yeah, they yeah. They think you have secrets. And then yeah. and I started to see this like, yeah, I love Dutch culture. I love the tolerance. I love the intelligence and the maturity. And it seems they do things with a lot of thought. But there's also uh, a lot of control. A lot oh, yeah. of your, your neighbors, you everyone has to be happy. And so there aren't a lot of like eccentric Dutch people like you. So I'm thinking about you doing these things and people are telling you, oh no, Wim, you can't do this, you can't do that. Oh, yeah. And you're like, no, I'm doing it. Yeah. That's kind of an American thing. It's yeah. like, fuck it, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I feel more akin, uh, say, with the American mentality. Do you? Yeah. 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 It's more free, you know, just express your soul. Yeah. Your emotion. And, yeah. and if you fall, you, you stand up again. If you fall here, then you are down because you lost and it's no good right because everything is structurized well thought through but most of it controlled yeah and the dutch people are you know they have to be sort of uh, more communicative and, uh, and and diplomatic because it's a little tiny country yeah so they, most of the people speak uh, three languages yeah at least yeah and that's because yeah the big uh, neighbors Right. They speak German, English, French. Right. right. So um, I took that one up, uh, the, the language uh, thing, and I, I, I love it. I speak many languages, yeah. therefore, but the Dutch mentality, really, that is a big stone, and I relieved myself of it. I climbed it. <laughs> you climbed it with no, with no shoes. With no, uh, no, uh, no gear whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned zebras earlier. There's a great book called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. Huh? It's exactly up, yeah. Exactly. And it's about stress. It's yes. about that they feel acute stress, but not chronic stress. Wow. So, yeah, it's you exactly found what some you answers, said. man. Yeah, yeah, Chris? it's good. It's a good book. Robert Sapolsky, for anyone who's listening. I like it. Very I like interesting it. Guy. I like it. Yeah, stress uh, oxidates in the cell. Yeah. And it uh, deregulates uh, DNA. Yeah, oh, really? Epigenetically, and yeah. then, yeah, you get, you get all the problems. Deregulation of the DNA means the gene expressions. Yeah. They get, instead of red, they become green or green instead of red. Right. A cancer cell needs to become, you know, red. Yeah. But it becomes green because yeah. it's it deregulated. It needs to die. It's the stress. Yeah. Yeah. Stress is doing that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it goes through generations. You're talking about epigenetics. They've shown that when a man suffers from famine, his grandchildren are more likely to be obese wow. because of the epigenetics. Wow. Even if they never knew him, even if they're raised by adopted. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. trying to. I'm trying to solve all these problems now, as you do. 
Uh, you from your point, yeah. uh, me from my point, and uh, I use science for that. Well, it's very interesting because you start with experience and now you're moving into science. Yes. And, and I love that you shifted from just demonstrating these things again and again to teaching people. Yes. And that's such an essential... And make it simple. Yeah. Make it simple. Yeah. I, 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 you came up with answers as I saw, as I see, and uh, these books... You know, directly I see parallels yeah. with the sexuality, with the, uh, uh, the way of stimulating the deeper physiology because of the elements. And what do we do? We have taboos over the sexuality because we twist it. We are twisted about sexuality. Yeah. And uh, we are twisted also about uh, our way to uh, deal with nature. There's no harmony. There's no interaction. Thus, the physiology is messed up and it gets into the brain right. and then we get this, uh, these attitudes, mental attitudes and uh, creating stress. Yeah. And it, uh, it gets back into the DNA. Yeah. Then it gets epigenetically and then it becomes genetically. I showed, for example, uh, in Maastricht University in uh, uh, nuclear sci science and uh, you know MRIs and all that sure. uh, with a cold physiological experiment how to combust five times more energy than a, another person with the same amount of brown fat adipose mm. exposed to say three hours in uh, 10 degrees uh, Celsius which is uh, what, what, what is it in Fahrenheit it's cold yeah. it's fresh yeah it's fresh and then a naked body except for uh, shorts be lying just uh, no movement and then uh, uh, showing uh, that I was able to create five times more combustion in the cell, so cell you're, activity. you're burning five times more calories. Ah, and we uh, talked about obesity. Yeah. So fa famine, uh, 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 that's okay. Uh, 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 that creates an effectivity in the body, uh, but it, it also gets back into the DNA. Yeah. So if the, the grand-grandchildren uh, uh, become obese, be, uh, is because of that fact has set in into the DNA yeah now we are able to tackle the same problem again now we got lots of food and uh, but we don't do not know how to combust yeah the energy right just get back yeah also temperature control right you live in a temperature controlled environment your body doesn't ever adapt yeah. and yeah. That, yeah it's we're subverting all these natural uh, mechanisms hypothalamus yeah. hypothalamus thermophysiological uh, instrument uh, yeah. uh, adapting all the time but also emotion yeah and also fear yeah. and also trauma yeah, fear so we don't know how to deal with the subconscious the emotion trauma yeah. uh, because we never are stimulated th that organ that the uh, organ in our brain is not never stimulated yeah so we are uh, have no uh, neurological pathway toward it yeah. making us effective at will to control to influence and to deal with our emotions like the zebras yeah and uh, uh, thus, yeah, we, we uh, have grief, cannot function, we live under stress. Yeah. And uh, stress comes anyway. You know, if you do cold stress, it is stress. Yeah. Heat stress, it is stress. Sure. When I learn things in the, in the cold, I learn to deal actually with stress. So thus, I learned how to deal with emotions a lot better. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, you know, very well. I'm always optimistic. Yeah. I love every day. Really? Yeah, man. <laughs> and I love my wife too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> She's not a dyke. I yeah, no, no, no. It's a lot of energy going, man. And yeah. that's at your disposal uh, or it is not. Yeah. Or it is in conflict. And that creates How stress. How old are you? 57. 57. All right, we're the same generation. Yeah, yeah. I'm 54. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. We but, love life. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 57. So how, how long do you want to live? Do you have an idea? Um, right now I'm into these uh, uh, DNA studies. Uh -huh. I'm uh, going to show that the telomere uh, is, uh, uh, we can influence the telomere, the yeah. cell division uh, very well. Yeah. But it's a, it's a choice. Yeah. I, I live my life like I live it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to my fullest of satisfaction. For example, uh, uh, coming uh, January, I want, I want to climb uh, Kilimanjaro, Mount Kilimanjaro, in 24 hours, barefoot. So what's why barefoot? Yeah. Why uh, why why barefoot? Challenge, challenge. It's a challenge. Challenge of the mind. Right. Do you are you like a barefoot runner? Are you no, into no, that whole not thing? No, 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 no. No. All right. So it's it's the challenge. So, but are you, are your the soles of your feet conditioned for that? No, kind of no, thing? no, not not right now. It just uh, came up that idea last uh, uh, before yesterday. So you did, but you climbed Everest. Was that barefoot? Yes. No, no, no. Because you need uh, crampons. Well, well right? bare chested and uh, uh, and in shorts. <laughs> you need crampons. So, okay, so and you you didn't summit, but you were very close. Yes, like yeah. what, a thousand feet or something. Yeah, uh, 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 no, uh, seven thousand five. Uh, the death zone. You're in the I death was. zone. And no, and, no uh, oxygen. I, I, no oxygen, and uh, uh, I didn't uh, proceed because three months prior to that, I did a barefoot half marathon at uh, minus twenty, minus thirty uh, degrees. And uh, my left forefoot, uh, yeah, inflicted a, a cold injury, uh -huh. and uh, it was still not really the inside, the, the mm. vascular inside, the interior was yet not really healed. Right. So I felt at that moment I went very fast over there, and uh, uh, very well, and uh, but I felt my uh, left forefoot, and I, I said I may I might be crazy, but I'm not an idiot. Hmm. I go back. Yeah, not gonna mess up the vascular interior yeah. of myself. Good. That's that's something people need to understand. I think when you know someone like you, they see people doing things that are risky. People who do things that are risky. My my uncle's a pilot, and he one day he said to me, I was talking about flying, and he said to me, uh, there are careful pilots and dead pilots. Yes. Exactly. You want to be a pilot? Fine, but be careful. Yes. You, you want to climb Mount Everest? Fine, but when you come to that moment, you don't say, "Ah, oh, fuck it." No, yeah. no. Yeah, exactly. Those guys don't ever don't climb again. Don't mess with the hormonal system. Yeah. Say the the day and night. And listen thing, to your body. Serotonin, melatonin. Yeah. It's a jet lag thing and a, 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 the circadian circle. Don't mess with it. Yeah. Because you're a pilot, you think you are able to do that, and no, you send all the people to hell. Yeah. No, yeah. don't. Don't be an idiot. Be crazy about your job, but not an idiot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how did how did that whole thing come about? That like you're going to go climb Mount Everest in shorts? Uh, just an idea. Uh, I, I, I thought uh, Messner did it uh, without uh, oxygen. Right. And uh, uh, Hillary, he did it with oxygen and clothes. 
So I thought, it's now my turn. No oxygen and no clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's no challenge. Yeah. Did you have a Sherpa? Do you have a guy? Uh, yeah, but I was without, ah. actually. When I, uh, I did my attempts, I was without. Because they, they could not really follow. Yeah. So, it was too fast. I mean, what, what was it like when you were at base camp? Were, do, were the other climbers like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, like, but, is... uh, 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 again, crazy. Yeah. And they were talking about me, uh, all the alpinistic world, and, but, uh, they, uh, you know. When, when did I, you I think do they this? didn't dig it. Was, they didn't was this in the this. 90s, or when, when was it? Uh, seven. Uh, uh, 2007. 2000, oh, so recent. Uh, well, yeah, it's nine years ago. Nine yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, man. So did you, you have a team with you? or? Yeah, I was uh, uh, a team for the organization, logistics. Uh -huh. There was a team, but not around me, just a team. Were you filming it? or? Uh, they were f filming it. Ah, okay. But uh, <clears throat> when I did my attempts, I, only, I filmed it myself only. Right. Right. You have a so, I got all the evidence and all that. <laughs> it's uh, somewhere. <laughs> oh man. So you're. I mean, all this stuff you've done. You know, all these world records and the marathons and you know. I know part of it was challenge. You like challenge. You like to overcome limits and things like that. Yes. But was was this also part of the plan to attract enough attention that then you could start to turn and get scientists interested? And then was this all thought out or were you just doing it and it came together? It was always my conviction. Uh, like uh, 25 years ago, I wrote my first book and there I already stated that the autonomic nervous system and the immune system can be influenced far deeper than uh, we think. Right. So uh, that was always my conviction. Yeah. Uh, but nobody believed it. Everybody telling me he's crazy, he's a loner, he is. Eccentric. No medical training, right? No medical training whatsoever. So yeah, who's going to listen to that? Yeah. 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 So in uh, in 2007, New York, where you just came from. Uh, in 2007, uh, Manhasset, New York. Uh, 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 Biochemical Institute, uh, uh, the Feinstein Institute, uh, under supervision of uh, Dr. Kevin Tracy. Uh, I did a first. I did a record in uh, New York in in front of the Rubin Museum of Art. You were sitting in the ice cube. Ice, yes. Yeah. And uh, and then the other day, uh, we went to this institute, and then there they had me hooked up with a uh, infusion, infusion, you know, for blood, taking right, blood, right. and the other side, uh, lung and heart meter. Right. To see, maybe this guy is able, well, nobody actually is able to influence into the vague nerve, vagus yeah, nerve. vagus nerve, right. Uh, because it's autonomic nervous system, etc. It's uh, outside of our will, we cannot influence. Yeah. Maybe this guy, because he is so eccentric, he's so, well, let's test him. Yeah. And a week later, I got a phone call of uh, Dr. Ken Kamla, who is an authority in the extremes. He is also the uh, author of Going Into the Extremes. He's doing the Mount Everest expeditions of, of uh, America. He was there also with the Krakenauer uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah. expedition. Right, into so, thin air. Yeah, yes, yeah. he was there. And he is a friend of mine now. But then he told me uh, uh, when he saw the results, he told me, if you are able to reproduce this with a group of persons, 
Now that could mean huge consequences for human mankind. Right. Because you have influenced deeply into the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is responsible for so many grief and uh, autoimmune diseases. Mm. So if you are able to reproduce this in a comparative study, then uh, that, that, that uh, uh, and I said yes, of course. But a month later, I did not hear anything anymore. Uh, radio silence. That was 2007. Then 2010, 2010, uh, I came. Uh, 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 I went to do a performance here in, uh, in one of the uh, or the biggest theater the, in the Netherlands, together with uh, uh, Professor Hopman, called physiologist of the Radboud University in Nijmegen, and. Uh, she asked me before the uh, actual act to go in, stand in uh, eyes and to show people uh, uh, we can do more than we think. That was the theme of, the, uh, of that performance, of that theater piece. Mm -hmm. More people were, you know, uh, people with uh, extravagant uh, ideas came up and with uh, projects and all that. And I was to st st stay in the eyes like for uh, 80 minutes so uh, the professor before that the hospital university hospital asked me if i would like to be or, or uh, uh, invited me to be a subject in a cold physiological experiment i said yes yes of course because they heard about my stories about my state about my conviction and uh, uh, this is not possible but let's test it so uh, they tested me and they found out that in uh, 80 minutes my core body temperature did not only drop, it went up. And they took my blood, 80 minutes, full immersion of ice. They take my blood and a uh, exposed uh, ex vivo in laboratory setting uh, to that blood. Uh, e. coli bacteria oh, right. and they had zero uh, inflammation. Is there a reaction? No, no, no reaction whatsoever. And yeah. so then another professor came to me, uh, immunologist, a very, uh, a very famous one in the scientific world, uh, Mihai Nitea, and he asked me uh, if I uh, could be, uh, could be subjected into an experiment uh, with an E. coli bacteria, vivo, so direct. And uh, I said, of course, yes. And I did it, and I showed to suppress whatever is causing the, the, the E. coli bacteria on the immune system, which is a fever, uncontrolled shivering, uh, headaches, uh, all, all over agony. I was able to get, uh, have no symptoms at all, and uh, to show in the blood to suppress the uh, uh, inflammatory reaction of the immune system. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and. Then they said, but okay, you do it. Uh, you have shown that you are uh, uh, able to tap into the autonomic nervous system. Yeah. And, but yeah, that's you. And you, uh, you're an eccentric. You right. are so well trained. You are an exception that confirms actually the rule because you are NS1. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, no, I told them, let me train uh, 20 people. And how much days do you need to get a little bit close to your result? A year, you want half year, ten days. Had you trained people before at this point? No. So how did you know that, that ah, you could do it? Just a hunch. Just a hunch. Just a hunch. Sa same thing with climbing. It's a hunch. You feel you can do it, 
you're, uh, you make uh, the calculation right. uh, psychically. But you can do it. I mean, you couldn't. How could you look at me and say, "Oh, he can do this"? But like, uh, the thing is, I trained it. I know that I came, uh, it came all from the scratch. Yeah. And I got a twin brother, identical twin. Oh, brother, you have a twin brother who is not able to do that. Uh, lack of training. So I trained these 20 people in four days to withstand without prior experience in the cold, without prior experience in the cold, uh, uh, to go for five hours to from minus 10 to minus 27 degrees Celsius. and feel yeah. great. Yeah. And then I knew these guys are ready in four days. Yeah. Uh, uh, not 10 days, it only took four days. Yeah. So. They were exposed as well to the E. coli bacteria, same experiment, and they all showed influencing deeply into the autonomic nervous system, the immune system, and the endocrine systems. Right now, it is, and then we published in the, uh, in the PLUS, the PNS, mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, later Nature, and, uh, uh, and now it is a full chapter in the American University books. So, uh, about the Iceman. No, it's not about me. Yeah. It's just a title. It's about the endocrine systems, right. immune systems of, say, everybody. Of everybody. You know, I grew up, when well, you talked about TPs, and uh, I grew up, uh, it's hard to explain. I, I believed that I was an American Indian who was somehow born in the wrong body. I love the uh, Indians too, always. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that I learned very early was that the Indians, one of the things that they, that they did was was withstanding discomfort yes. without complaining. Uh -huh. And and at the time, you know, you read it and you say, ah, oh, they were tough, they were tough. But as I got older, I started to think it's not that they were tough, it's that they were in alignment with the world. Harmony. And it gets cold. And Harmony and with you, nature. You deal with cold, exactly. They were animals. I mean, wolves don't complain about the cold, right? Amazing. And so they're... Hunter-gatherers were wild animals, yeah. and now we're dogs. And dogs complain when the heater goes off. Or, yeah, you know, they get cancer as well, and exactly. all these uh, strange things. Right, so it's not, it's not that they animals. were macho no. and, and, and repressing, it's that they were in alignment somehow. Yes. So I, when it got cold, I, when I was seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I would just like not put on a jacket. I would just like, okay, it's cold, I'll adjust. Uh, and I slept on the floor because I didn't want to get used to a bed, and my parents thought I was crazy I slept in the yard in my teepee and all this so once typical <laughs> so one summer I mean I wore a loincloth at home you know I take off all my clothes and put on my loincloth and you know anyway the um, one summer it was I think I was 14 and my parents said you should get a job get a job for the summer you know like pumping gas or whatever and I looked at I wanted to be a psychologist so I looked in the phone book I found psychologists and I I called all the psychologists. I said, I'm 14, I need a job, is there anything, whatever. And they all said, no, no, no. And then one man said, well, I don't know, I can't give you a job, but why don't you come and spend a day with me? He was a really nice guy. So I went to this place and it was a place for um, treating addictions. And it was a big hospital, like on a hill. And Amazing. And what he did was, uh, my mother came and met him and then you know, she left me for the day. But what this guy did was biofeedback. And uh, I remember he had an electric train and he, he put the, the electrodes on my head wow. and he said, when you create alpha waves, the train will move. 
<laughs> and so, and just try to be calm and try to focus your mind. And I just, I did, and the train started to move. Wow. And then it stopped, because I was like, oh, what's that? Yeah. And then, and by the end of, of an hour or something, I could just make the train, it just moved wow. all around the tracks. Amazing, And then, he, and he said, wow, that's very unusual that you can do this so quickly. And then he put um, temperature sensors on the backs of my hands, and there were like these digital readouts. And he said, okay, try to, um, make the, the, the left one get colder and the right one get hotter, and I could do it. And he said, he said, wow, this is very strange. You can do this without training. Yeah. And it's because of this Indian stuff, yes. you know? Yes. So it's funny talking to you now. It's like closing this big yes. circle in my life. Right I've always felt this, like we can Brother. control our bodies with our minds. Very, yes, yes, I showed yeah. in uh, New York to uh, increase temperature with infrared camera within a, a minute yeah with 10 degrees 10 degrees wow yeah and heart rate all, all these things that they say no no you can't control this of course we control it we control it all the time exactly exactly uh, see the importance and the gravity of this all and also talking about uh, say spirituality yeah should be just being uh, uh, struck by all by the uh, in harmony with nature yeah it's happening every day, and we lost uh, the wandering uh, of it yeah. uh, all. Uh, but besides of that, the adaptation and the being able to tolerate cold and heat and and a, a so-called discomfort, uh, uh, that, that we got to bring this ba back because it is able to tackle, uh, say, uh, not only disease to heal better, but uh, it's... Uh, it's stimulating deeply the immune system and brings about the right uh, brain, uh, uh, say, um, um, no neurological pathway to learn to control the immune system, mm. endocrine system about mood and mood disorders. Right. We are all very capable of doing that. Yeah. And now we are saying, yeah, depression is normal, cancer is normal, autoimmune disease is always normal. Yeah. Take these pills, take these pills, take yeah. these pills. They never will make the solution. They just suppress what is acting as a signal. We suppress it and right. we don't take away the cause. So the cause and the gravity yeah. of uh, uh, going possibly at will into the cause, it's there. And the, the gravity of it, 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 it is now spoken over. And we have to be very consequent in this, yeah. uh, on this point uh, uh, that, uh, that it is so simple. And, uh, and now we do the science around it, so there is no speculation about it. Yeah. We gotta go back and live in harmony with nature, because right. right. our bodies are built that way. So we got a great brain. We are uh, 50 years ago, all NASA uh, control chamber, the big rocket to the moon, the Apollo, great achievement. But it's now in an iPhone, the same bytes. Yeah. And even more in an iPhone. I mean, that's our brain. Our brain has evolved so much, but our body has been ignored. And spirit. And now we have to bring this brain together again, align with the body. Yeah. With the, simply with the, the functioning of all the mechanisms and create this new neurological pathway. And that's what we do with Stanford University right now. Uh, very, uh, they are installing a lab to uh, to test and research 
uh, the, uh, this method, uh, uh, which is actually what we are talking about, mm -hmm. but very consequent. I uh, sublimized it into the Wim Hof method, and uh, my son has made the, the window, and now everybody is interested because it is scientifically endorsed, etc. And we got a whole lot more. So, but uh, uh, we got to stress on this point to show the gravity of it which is enormous, uh, the, the, the connection between the mind and, and the body and being able to create a new neurological pathway, say in eight weeks, into the brainstem from the surface of our brain, the neocortex, and uh, 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 our thinking brain and all the daily matters brain and, uh, and all that into that part which is primordial, which is the emotion, which is the trauma, which is the fear, which is the PTSD, the hormonal system, right. the control chamber of ours, which is the primitive brain, yeah. the brainstem. And so uh, we are into that and, uh, and showing that. So the, the gravity of your coming, this book, what you do and mine, needs to be stressed yeah. this is now we use stress yeah uh, just stress this point and that's uh, you got this point already figured out but most uh, but the whole world is suffering because of the stress and having no uh, way to control this stre uh, stress because they they always evade stimulation or certain stress and come up with a neurophysiological a pathway in the brain being able to directly act upon it it's not trained it's a muscle not trained it's a pathway not trained the pattern is not there so we are into that and that will bring back the ability to intervene to influence to control our mood our uh, our fear trauma emotion uh, all those things, depression, yeah. uh, inflammation, same thing. It's when we, we have learned and showed in the hospital, people lying in bed doing this method to create, being sort of high of breathing exercises and focus uh, to create, produce more adrenaline, that's control over the stress hormone, more adrenaline being high. Uh, than somebody in fear for the first time going into a bungee jump. Right. So all this, we are able to control that. Yeah. And, and, and that's what the world needs. And yeah. that brings about uh, the right uh, techniques and uh, they should be in the schooling system uh, showing that everybody is uh, from young not, not to be alienated yeah. through the system and uh, mathematics are very important and language and history and yeah. no happiness too yeah. and strength too yeah. and health too and, and, and they every are very year it's less less physical training in schools but, uh, more sit 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 yeah yes yeah. do you work with children do you do, you do training yeah, I, with children? I, I, I train with your children Anybody. that must be great because to, 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 always, to have always. someone who's already domesticated, like me, who's like, ah, already got the bad habits. But the kids are wild animals. They're, yes. they're great. So yes. to tap into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, uh, what I do a lot with uh, kids, they, they love the cold. They love, you know, challenge their bodies and yeah. stimulate it and go deeper. I want, ah, they, uh, <laughs> like on drugs, yeah. but natural drugs, yeah, you know? Yeah. And they're like tree climbing. Yeah. That's what I do with them. Yeah. And then they, uh, I, you know, I do a lot of uh, these groups 
and uh, it always shows that after uh, doing it all, they are serene. Yeah. They don't need to go to McDonald's or this or compensation or right. they are just si sitting together like a little tribe. Yeah. Very peaceful, very serene. Yeah. And uh, uh, we should bring that back to, and, th and that's the point. I want to uh, uh, show scientifically that we are able to tap into the hormonal system, immune systems, anytime we want, thus creating health. That means controlling the immune system in any layer. We have shown that. Uh, happiness, what is that? Uh, serotonin, melatonin, dopamine, uh, uh, oxytocin, uh, oxytocin. Uh, uh, that's a hormonal system. We tapped into the hormonal system deeply. Strength, what is that? Cortisol, uh, adrenaline, uh, epinephrine, uh, uh, and control it. That's what we have shown. Right. So then the mother is able, and the school should too, and show that we are all able to tap into these systems of ours, these primordial already existent uh, systems, and they ha need to be stimulated because of our behavior, it becomes shallow. And this is the way we get into the depth and uh, get back in connection with those systems. And, uh, and we are built to stay healthy, strong and happy. Yeah, of course. And if every mother is able to guarantee that to his son or a daughter, then there is not so much grieving for uh, uh, go, going for a position in society and stress them up and yeah. more and notes yeah. and marks and this oh, oh, <laughs> and they're not being happy yeah no, uh, and then the health where yeah. is it yeah. Yeah, 20 years later yeah. uh, depressed yeah. um, autoimmune disease and nobody knows yeah now we know now do you ever think about the implicate I'm sure you do that you know you were talking earlier about uh, we, we don't uh, address the, the, the very obvious core of the problem. We're always treating symptoms and, and yes. suppressing, you know, we, uh, oh, you have a fever, take this and it'll, it'll cut your fever. Well, your body wants the fever because it's, it's using the fever. It's to, a signal. It's a signal, right. You have pain, oh, take a pain pill. No, feel the pain, experience the pain. Yes. What is the pain telling you? We, and that's, I mean, I think about that in so many levels like foreign policy. Oh, people are blowing themselves up to, to, to kill us in Paris and New York. Oh, well, let's go blow them up. No, why are yeah. they doing this? Yeah. Why? What is the unhappiness? What is the anger? Exactly. What is the injustice? Exactly. People don't blow themselves up it, for it, the fuck of it. Yes, yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, uh, what do you think, uh, uh, what a mother wants here and a past border? Isn't yeah. it just it's happiness, strength, and health for yeah. the kids? Exactly. That's it. Right. We are all the same. Justice. We are, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Why do we care? Because of this system of power everywhere, we, uh, we, we get lack uh, of money, and we, uh, we get confused, we are controlled, but uh, uh, in the end, it's all very simple. If we, uh, that's why I go by science. We should bring back the belief to become happy, strong and healthy. And this time I use science to back me up yeah. and thus uh, tackle any industry who maintains disease, actually. Because uh, uh, in the end, uh, we are clients yeah. for an industry, yeah. food industry. They are messing up the chemistry of the food and we right. are not built to deal right. with that chemistry, right. processed food. Yeah, what is that? that that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, uh, well, we don't know anymore because we are confused. We are so de uh, made dependent yeah. and, and controlled. So awakening 
therein is bringing like podcasts like this uh, but uh, or, uh, 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 I think science yeah I will show it uh, I already showed it first time in scientific history two years ago uh, 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 autonomic nervous system no longer autonomic yeah and uh, that brings us hey wh- 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 what happens then with the body yeah. uh, and nobody is really interested it takes time yeah. because there's no money involved yeah that's it that's it it's all about the power and the money yeah. and it's ridiculous because it, you cannot buy happiness strength and health right you got it and right. you got to live it right and we got to go back in uh, to become in harmony with nature yeah. like these like like these stupid natives yeah they are uh-huh. the stupid natives who never want to join civilization ah. it's so confusing yeah. we say look we teach you to farm and they say farm why should we farm no no thank you you people work so hard I, we don't want to work that hard it's it, this is what this book i just finished yes. is about is like uh-huh. all these first contact things let us teach you what was the title again civilized to death yeah yeah civilized to death <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a fucking war <laughs> yeah man yeah well here's here's the big insight i had in this when i was writing this book right i i was i, I wanted to explain like okay why is civilization so powerful if the first part of the book is showing that nobody wants to join they have to be forced to join right yeah. other native people they never want to join yeah. they never say oh let us come and join your no no it's always the civilized people who run away to live with the indians there are hundreds of cases of this in like in colonial america of even benjamin franklin wrote like any anyone who goes and lives with the indians they never want to come back <laughs> it, it's a problem they had to set up uh, laws that you you weren't allowed to go live Whoa. with the indians because they knew you would never come back Whoa. even women who were captured by indians taken to live with them you know killed the husband and the family whatever the woman lived with them a couple of years then the whites would go and you know fight and take the women back as soon as they could the women would sneak away to go back to live with wow. the indians cuz life was so much better yeah so anyway the first part is like okay civilization is not so great as you've been told this is a propaganda the primitive life is not as bad as you've been told that's propaganda so then the second part is then why is it so powerful if it's so yeah, bad right exactly so i looked at like okay if civilization is like a that's a, a ponzi scheme right where like someone's getting the 1% are getting really rich and yeah. the rest of it yeah but then i looked at the research on what you're talking about happiness and rich people rich people are no happier than anyone else yeah exactly. so then i was like well wait a minute if the winners are losing and the losers are losing then who's winning who's the casino here yeah yes right you and i are playing poker and we're both losing yeah. the casino's making money yeah yeah who's the casino yeah exactly so that got me to thinking about superorganisms mm. you know superorganism is like the ant isn't the organism it's the ant hill the colony right yes. the the bee is not really yes. it's the beehive yes and so then i started looking into swarming behavior and all this kind of stuff and um i'm i'm saving most of that for the next book yeah but i think this is what happened the humans there's there's a uh, a grasshopper you know grasshoppers yeah, right yes. so in northern africa there's the species of grasshopper that uh it's very it's very peaceful it's they they live, they live spread out and so there rains yeah. and there's lots of grass so then the grasshoppers reproduce and the yeah. population is very high then the rains stop 
and the grass starts to diminish yeah. and the population gets more and more tightly compacted and it reaches a point where there is an epigenetic trigger and they turn into locusts yeah. and they start to swarm and then their behavior changes they they their legs get their back legs get long the front legs get short the head changes the coloring changes in what in an individual not over generations in one individual they become a different organism but with the same dna and they become um uh, cannibalistic they they attack each other they eat each other they be, they get desperate they start to swarm and this is the biblical plague of locusts right so I think that's what happened with human beings. We, they got too many of us packed too tightly together and we flipped into a different organism. Wow, wow, yeah, 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 yeah. That, uh, absolutely, it's narrowing down uh, to that point. Yeah. We keep on this way. And what you're doing and what I'm doing is, we're, we're, I think in our own ways, we're both saying, let's go back to the grasshopper. Yeah, yeah. It's still in us. We yeah. still have that DNA. We still have this ability to to relate with our bodies and relate with each other. Interesting. The way we used to. That's yes. the Garden of Eden. Yes. You know, and it is. Now we need to to go back with Yeah. Well, uh, we need to go back or we need to make the next step in the evolution. I think the next step forward is the step back. So yeah. I'm not saying go back to, you know, with the spears, spearheads. It's like, uh, solar panels. you know, with a gear, yeah. manual gear. Yeah. First, you got to retrieve to be able to yeah. uh, go faster, yeah. you know, yeah. to get it in a different gear. Right. And, uh, uh, and, and to retrieve herein is becoming conscious that we are, uh, that happiness, strength and health actually is within our dominion that we are able to control not only the autonomic nervous system we can do that consciously yeah and uh and, and therefore able enabling us to not get our eyes too much uh, what's the most valuable in life that that's health strength and happiness and it's our natural state as you said you know rich people it's, uh, everybody loses yeah so let's let's win yeah and when everybody is winning that means happiness strength and health uh, begin to rule then this power thing is gonna go away yeah. because it's obsolete yeah uh, what, uh, you don't need to compensate with six cars if you are happy with whatever you got yeah because you're happy already yeah I always say a watch tells the time a Rolex tells me you're insecure <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, what do you have a spiritual practice? Do you meditate, or were you raised in a religious? Can, uh, no, this, this to this me, is, this right is your now, spiritual, it's a spiritual talk. Yeah. This is a contemplation into the depth. Yeah. This common sense is able to relate to whatever is God and existence and divine forces, vital force, the miracle itself. It's right here, right now. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. So, okay, we're talking about immune response and, and uh, protecting oneself against uh, pathogens and all that. What about psychologically? You're, you're now becoming very famous. Uh, my friend Martin this morning, we were talking, he, I showed him your webpage and things, and he said, you know, this guy Wim Hof, if he were in America, he'd be a superstar. In Holland, uh, a lot of people don't know who he is because that's Holland. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. small. And, uh, uh -huh. how, how are you psychologically? Uh, because you seem like a very humble, relaxed guy, but you're 
you're you're historical. You're a very unique person. You have a very important. Nice, uh, nice uh, of you to say that. Well, but I say it because that, I don't think you give a shit. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah not really. <laughs> Which is that, good. We, yeah. we are like we are like brothers. Yeah. You do you did the same as I intuitively, because we felt nature. Yeah. And the harmony and all that, and I persisted therein and I came across in my life uh, all kinds of things emotional things and matters and uh, it made me go even deeper and use it more consequent and more conscious because I had to yeah so now I'm uh, teaching uh, uh, my mission is to bring it to science yeah my mission is not to be famous right absolutely not be humble because I mean uh, the smaller you are the more you can uh, uh, grasp of, of this miracle yeah. uh, and, and you feel it and it's nice. It's, like, uh, it's a little anecdote, uh, uh, the emperor went to Lao Tse, he was working in the land and uh, he, he, he said, you can have this protectorate because I heard about you, etc. And then you uh, uh, have this protectorate, and I'm the emperor and uh, you do. I said, okay, thank you very much. But uh, if I do that, then I submit to you. Uh, to you. Yeah. I get that big alarm, and now I got everything. Right. This humbleness right. is able to uh, understand that for that you don't need this land and more and right. more and more. This is a, a confusion. Yeah. And not Confucianism or right. wh wh whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Confusion, not Confucius. No, yeah. I, I, yeah. I just want to be simple and go really back to my simpleness. Yeah. Uh, the the thing I, st I stress uh, until it's done is the science. I want to take away unnecessary suffering, which is PTSD, fear, trauma, depression. Yeah. Uh, we already uh, uh, conducted and completed new studies on inflammation and pain, and they show a spectacular uh, results. So we, uh, it's taken away pain. Uh, inflammation, inflammation is almost everything. It all begins to inflammate because it's deregulated mm. in the body and then it comes out in the liver or the pancreas or, or whatever, in the brain, uh, causing depression. They all see it now. But uh, we did these studies and very soon I'm gonna show this with people who are, say, depressed for, say, 20 years. I think we can get them out in in a couple of weeks, yeah. And if I do exercise with them within ten minutes, I can bring them back into their brain and show them that they're that they are able to have this sense of control, which is naturally, eh? yeah. But they forgot about it. Yeah. They alienated from it, and so it's gone. And yeah. I just bring it back, and then to create a new neurological pathway that enables them to do it anytime, anywhere, in this society, yeah. a stressful society, uh, I think it takes about eight weeks to show it in the brain by MRI, fMRI, spectrographic, spectrographic, brain imaging, yeah. blood, biochemically, and psychologically. Do you think of yourself as a shaman? A shaman? Yeah. Uh, shaman, yaman, yeah, raman, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 a healer. A healer, a, a, yeah. a sort yeah. of a healer. I'm becoming holy. Is simply a, a be part of the miracle. Yeah. Then you're one with the holiness. Right. That makes you holy. 
if you alienate, yeah, then logically you become part, a part uh, of something. Uh, it's confused. It's it's not fused. It's confused. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then inside uh, psychosomatically, etc. So I make people fuse again. Yeah. Tune their body. Right. Tune their minds. Bring back the belief that we are actually built to become happy, strong, and healthy. And you know what? A very interesting point. Uh, if you are uh, too much dealing with dominant parts in the brain, like neocortex, uh, the stressful sympathetic nervous system all the time, do, 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 never have really peace, limbic system, uh, primitive brain, uh, then uh, not only uh, 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 a little part of uh, 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 the brain, uh, instead of the whole, is working, or partially, you know, neocortex dominating, it creates 25% less blood flow in the rest of the brain. Mm. Thus, uh, uh, it's not only uh, uh, wrong chemistry uh, generating therefrom, it doesn't work as well, yeah. the, the other parts of the brain. Right. Thus, the gamma, gamma resonance, which is peace and bliss and all that, is not possible to happen because that's the whole of yeah. the brain. Balance. Not only the whole of the brain, and I will show that, and that when the whole of the brain is working, the gamma, which we already showed in brainwave uh, studies, with NASA mm. equipment, uh, then then you can talk about expanding consciousness. Right. Because expanding consciousness is something else than our perception. And perception relies on our neural activity uh, connecting to each other. This is not only a brain, it's associating. Yeah. And when it grows and associates, and your perception becomes different. That's expanding consciousness. Right. That's spirituality. Right. That's the way. But if it is blocked, if it is dominated here or there, then it's not able to be full, and then it doesn't connect. It has to deal with the uh, with the imbalance. You know, I as you're talking, it occurs to me that. It, my feeling is that so much of what you're teaching and what you've discovered is something that we have lost yeah. and that our ancestors knew all this. We talked about the American Indians and you know, responding to yes. But I kind of feel spiritually it's the same. When someone's hunting in a jungle that they grew up in, they know the jungle, they smell, they feel, they hear everything. They're, so they're, much more brain activity. Exactly. It's yes. their, their consciousness is out in the jungle. Right. And so when they, they're hunting, they're, they're calling the animal to them. They're, the animals are coming and sacrificing themselves, and there's a respect Amazing, and a huh? beauty. And we've lost so much. Yes. And, and what you are pulling out are things that are buried deep inside us, but that we, we've had them forever. And, yes. and they're just been, they've been obscured and lost. Yes. Have you ever spent time with hunter-gatherer people? Have you had an opportunity to, to be with, uh, in the Amazon or in Africa with people who are living in old ways? I, I think I did it on my own. Yeah? You just nice. wandered into... Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, like not eating a month. Ah, okay. You okay. know, testing myself. Right. And, uh, uh, but you've never been with like... Just feeling. Because it would be so interesting for you to go with an anthropologist or something and to be with people who sort of still know these things. Yes, you know? yes. I, I, think, I, I think my time now comes to get into that. But uh, the thing is, with the Western mind, is that it evolved so fast after the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. 
we got confused. Yeah. Uh, it's too much. It, it disconnected itself from its natural abilities and mechanisms and yeah. the depth. Right. So uh, now it's our job to bring the connection back. Yeah. If we are doing that, then we got this powerful Western aggressive mind. Yeah getting back into happiness, making sense again. Yeah. So I go to science and from science to sense. And from there, uh, probably I go and uh, I just last week had the Brazilian TV here, Global TV. And uh, uh, next uh, one, uh, they will invite me and we make a documentary with the shaman. Ah, good. As you so said. there you so, go, it's yeah, coming. It was yeah. already there and yeah. uh, uh, it's, uh, it's happening. So uh, I think we, we got an ancient wisdom which needs to be uh, uh, found. And uh, this box needs to be opened and, and to show everybody we all got these robins, these yeah. diamonds of, of the life. Yeah. And uh, it's for everybody. It's yeah. plenty, plenty, yeah. plenty. There's plenty. plenty. That's the thing. Do you have any, do you go, uh, like talking about expanding consciousness, do you have any relationship with hallucinogens, with mushrooms or ayahuasca or any of that? Uh, yeah, when I was in my 20s, I experimented. Hmm. Experimented, yes, and, uh, but not not, uh, not regularly uh, use. Just really experimenting to yeah. see about the spirituality and all that. Yeah. And now I'm into this discussion together with, uh, say, uh, Rick Strassman. Uh, yeah, Strassman, uh, sure. Last year and uh, John Chavez and uh, and some others, and uh, to make a documentary on uh, uh, on DMT. Yeah. And DMT, dimethyl uh, tryptamine, uh, is the thing that releases our emotions and brings us in a different reality than our conditioning, which is just part of our uh, yeah, being. That's it. It's we lost it. it. It's so reminiscent. It's in, in my experience. The first time I had mushrooms, I was like, ah, I'm back here. Like this, I, I know this place. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. home. Like yeah. that other thing yeah. is, is an illusion, but this is the reality here. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So now uh, I want to show that uh, DMT, we, we are able to get this uh, releasing hormone for our emotions, trauma, fear, etc., uh, and fear of death as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all that, uh, that, uh, that we all have the natural cap capability to uh, awaken this within ourselves and uh, have a great time. Yeah, that's it, man. And show it scientifically. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, into now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pause this and, and go do sit yeah, in the ice or something. Sh yeah, shall we do that? Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's go back to our ancestors. <laughs> We've enough talking. Let's. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Thank you to everybody who supports the podcast through Patreon.com. You can decide how much you want to give the podcast a buck a month, five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, or you can get completely crazy and give 20 bucks a month or more. Or you can give nothing. If you don't have any cash, don't worry about it. Just enjoy the podcast and tell your friends. The other way you can support the podcast is if you buy shit through Amazon.com or you know someone who does 
does, please direct them through the link on my page, chrisryanphd.com. You click on that baby once, bookmark the landing page on Amazon, and then 8 to 10% of whatever you spend will come to support the podcast at no extra cost to you or your loved ones. Thank you to Basin and Range for that opening music at the beginning of the podcast. Very funky little tune there uh, called The Bright Side of the Sun, I believe. You can find out more about them at basinandrangeband.com. If you want to talk about the podcast with other listeners, a good place to do that is on Reddit. Just search Tangentially Speaking, all one word. There's a community of a couple hundred people in there chatting about the episodes. I drop in occasionally and say hello, answer questions, whatever. Uh, Thanks to Shore Design t-shirts. Our garage is full of them. My mom has them all organized as only she can. Julie, thank you to Julie, my mom. She'll send those t-shirts out to you if you order them. Everything we've got in stock is from Shore Design t-shirts in Thailand. And you can check out their webpage as well for other designs. Thank you to Carsey Blanton. You can find out more about Carsey Blanton at Carsey Blanton. C-A-R-S-I-E-B-L-A-N-T-O-N.com. She wrote and performed the song you're about to hear, which is called Smoke Alarm. And it's a reminder to carpe fucking diem while you still can, because, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to die one day. Here's to you, Bennett. He said, baby, what's a big deal? Feel what you want to feel. Say what you wanna say You're gonna die one day For example, I could kiss you Just because I want to What's the difference if you turn away? I'm gonna die one day Why do you waste your time Thinking about your reputation Trying to meet an expectation Wondering what they're gonna say When everyone you've ever known Is headed for a headstone I don't wanna give the end away But we're gonna die one day Your body is an animal Doesn't ask for much A little music and a soft touch Why don't you let it out to play? Your heart is in a birdcage Singing in your chest You wanna shut it up but give it a rest You're gonna die one day Why do we waste our time Thinking about a reputation Running from a confrontation Wondering what we ought to say It's a big deal If you want to be free Say what you want to feel Spend the night with me I'm gonna take you up in my arms And if we must go down We'll go singing to the smoke alarms We'll dance into the ground